What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Unstable Duo Podcast. I am Forrest, and joined always by my lovely co-host, Justin. How are you doing, Justin? Doing good. How are you doing tonight, Forrest? <clears throat> not too bad, not too bad. So, ready to talk about some immigrants? Immigration? Uh, I talk about them all the time. <laughs> uh, tonight's episode, immigration, immigrants. Does America really have an immigration problem? Might be one of the topics that we uh, we probably disagree on more. Might be one of the topics that my friends that usually watch us live will probably disagree with me on as well. Oh, um, buddy. They're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think, I guess before we start, do you, do you think we have an immigration problem? And if you do, do you think we have more of an immigration problem today than we did maybe 10 years ago? Uh, the answer to both is yes. Yes. Um, I think we have a problem. The problem is getting worse. Um, and we need to fix it. All right, so I guess I guess I guess the place I'd want to start, and feel free to to cut in any any time here, is America's foundation. We were founded on immigrants. Um, some history, quick history: humans first settled here around fifteen thousand years ago, uh, mostly from Asia via the Ber- uh, Bering Land Bridge. Um, they were mostly nomadic hunter-gatherers who spread throughout the continents over the following millennia. The first Europeans, which a lot of our ancestors are come from, uh, settled were Vikings. Landed in Newfoundland around 1000 AD. Those the Vikings didn't really establish permanent residence. Uh, the first permanent European settlers, um, probably established by the Spanish in the early 16th century. I think over the next few centuries, millions of immigrants from Europe, Africa, Asia came to America uh, for the American dream, uh, search for a better life, fleeing religious persecution, political unrest, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> so I guess, I guess like start by as for, a, it, it bothers me when everybody says um, we have an immigration problem how can we have an immigration problem when we, our entire country's foundation is based off of immigrants? Well, I would get into the fact that when all these people were coming, this was not an established country. Uh, to them, it was undiscovered, which is not totally true. Um, but they were settlers looking for better lives, looking for their piece of land and property. And as things went along, we established a country that had laws and rules to that country, Um, as are the other 120-plus countries in the world. They all have laws. Um, And I would bet you that every one of them has an immigration law. So, um, as everyone else in the world has done, our policies have evolved, our immigration has changed, Um, To where people weren't just allowed to roam freely across the world, anywhere they want to go. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I'm sorry. I'm just messaging our normal followers to remind them. (laughs) They know. (laughs) They're slacking. Oh, welcome, Diane. She's on before her daughter. I'm disappointed in Sarah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right, so... 
let, let's get into how many. We'll, we'll kind of divide this into immigrants as far as legal immigrants that came here through their proper channels and then illegal immigrants. As far as immigrants, legal ones we have in America, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, there's about 45.3 million immigrants living in the U.S. as of 2021, which were the most recent numbers I could find. Uh, the top countries of origin for immigrants, this goes for illegal and illegal, is Mexico, China, India, Philippines, and El Salvador. Those countries account for over half of all the immigrants living in the United States. Now, according to the Pew Research Center, because uh, the U.S. Um, Census Bureau doesn't obviously categorize illegals, the Pew Research Center says that there's approximately 10.5 million illegal immigrants living in the United States as far as 2021, which represents only about 3% of the total U.S. Total US population. Um, it's been declining. Their study shows that it's been declining in recent years due to a combination of increased border security, decreased economic opportunities in the United States, and a growing number of unauthorized immigrants who have legalized their status. How right. do you do you have a differing opinion when it comes to legal versus illegal? Do you think we just shouldn't have we we should have harder rules against illegal immigrants or do you think we should have stricter uh guidelines as far as who we accept legally altogether? Uh I think we need to enforce the system we have in place, which is you apply to join the country. You go through the right steps. We need to make sure the people that are coming are um, net benefits, not, you know, we're not paying for their welfare, not paying for benefits for them. Um, they need to come to work, raise their family, just like the rest of us are supposed to be doing. Um, and there is a practice and a policy and a way to do it. Do it the right way. I, I have no problem with the legal immigrants coming. They've waited their time. They went through the right channels. They did things the right way where the illegals just run through and get in. I, I did find it interesting in those numbers, um, China. China was the one that stood out. It, it's very clear. I mean, obviously, we know what, how Mexico sneak it. You know, people from Mexico, you know, Guatemala, Honduras, all sneak in uh, from the south border. But China... Like they do that, the same thing. They all go. They all go to. They're all flying into Mexico. Okay, I wasn't sure about that. That one. That one surprised me. I mean, I know there's people that come from Canada, because our Canadian border is not policed like our southern border. Which, to be fair, is a lot harder now than it was pre-COVID. I know, like pre-COVID, you didn't even have to have. Um, uh, passports if you were like American a lot of times. I've been to Canada twice in my life with never having a passport. They just right. needed uh, proof that I was an American citizen. And I think that in some areas in Mexico if you go to Tijuana you don't need a passport either. Oh really? But I was just there. I needed my passport to get into Mexico City. Um, maybe because I was on a plane I'm not sure because I thought the three countries were kind of travel freely in between. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I could be wrong about that. Now, did you bring, you're the stat man. I got some stats here I want to read, but did you bring any stats? 
Oh, I got a couple. <laughs> All right, I'll start with mine first. Um, again, total number of immigrants, 45.3 million. Percentage of the U.S. population that is foreign-born, 13.6%. <clears throat> Mexico, China, India, Philippines, El Salvador, top countries. Um, now, the top industries in which immigrants work are... Uh, agriculture, that's that's a given. Construction, another one that we all knew. Of. Healthcare, those are our top three. Healthcare one surprised me. Um, median length of time that an illegal immigrant is in the U.S. fourteen years. Uh, immigrants are more likely to be entre- entrepreneurs than native-born Americans. In 2017, immigrants started 25% of all new businesses in the country. Immigrants are more likely to be college graduates than native-born Americans. 29% of all immigrants had a bachelor's degree or higher compared to 28% of native-born Americans. And finally, immigrants are more likely to serve in the military than native-born Americans. Eight percent of active duty military personnel were immigrants. Oh, that's a pretty big stat on the last one. Well, oh. it doesn't <clears throat> surprise me. I I know people from other countries that have come here and have gotten their citizenship, and they're all about the supporting America, lo- right. loving America more. I think a lot of people that are born here. Um, especially maybe politically, you're, you're more inclined to kind of rebel, you know, maybe say something like, oh, I'm, I'm sick of how America is, you know, under so-and-so or something where a lot of people that come here from really, really bad situations have a lot more pride in America, even though they weren't born here. I think so too. I mean, if, uh. For people that watch the news, I mean, we know China is terrible. Yeah. Um, we know it's terrible to live there. We hear Mexico is terrible. Um, but Welcome, I was Sarah, no there and where I was was not terrible. Um, it's a lot different culture in these other countries than it is here in America. And, yeah. you know, people like uh, we've got a specific congresswoman that came from Somalia that continues to bash America, even though she was rescued from an internment camp in Somalia, okay, after her village was attacked. And then she comes to America and has the nerve to bag on America. Um, I don't agree on that. So is America perfect? No, but it is the best damn country on this planet. I mean, why wouldn't you want to be here? Why don't you take pride in the country? So... For me, immigrants like that, that take pride in America, um, especially this list of people you just rattled off, you know, the military, welcome. I'm glad you're here. To those that are hiding out um, or milking our system, I'm sorry. I I don't appreciate it. And and not to be... uh... Not to be biased, I'm gonna I'm gonna share some of the similar facts uh, or statistics as far as illegals go. Welcome to the new listeners, uh, Sarah. I love you, but you're I'm disappointing you because your mom was here before you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Me so, too. Illegal immigration <laughs> statistics: um, the amount of unauthorized immigrants in America, 10.5 million. Um, percentage of them from Mexico, 33 percent. Percentage. Of illegal immigrants who are in the labor force paying tax dollars, getting paid to work, 77%. Uh, percentage of unauthorized immigrants who are criminals is lower than the native-born crime rate. 
And top industries, again, agriculture, construction, and healthcare that hire illegal immigrants. And finally, illegal immigrants pay taxes uh, and pay billions of dollars into state and local taxes every year uh, helping fund America. And those are – and. I'm, we'll talk about the people that you know get paid under under their table or take advantage of the system. But there are a lot of illegal immigrants that come here, work, send their money back home, pay taxes on money that they can never collect back on because they don't have a social security number. Uh, but as part of what you just said, they send money home. Yeah. So billions of dollars leave our country every well, year and remittances to other countries. The problem is, is they do send money home, which we are losing money, but they're also paying. They also have to pay for gas. They also have to pay for their vehicle. They're also paying rent to stay someplace, even if they're living thirty people in a home. So they are pumping some money into the economy. My my conversation I want to have is the the jobs they take. That's a big talking point. For instance, farm, a lot of illegal immigrants work on farms. They get paid peanuts to, to do hard labor on a farm that farmers can't pay the legal wages to a normal citizen because they would have to raise their prices on crops exponentially. How do you feel about that? And plus, how many real Americans want to work in a in a on a farm, doing hard labor in the middle of summer for minimum wage? They well, they fill a lot of jobs that Americans just don't want. I would uh, encourage you to go to the grocery store mm-hmm. <clears throat> and take a look at the produce area and see how many uh, American labels you see on the produce. So I think a lot of what we hear is BS because a lot of the produce we get in America is not from America. It's from Mexico. So why would we need all these people tilling our fields and picking all this fruit and these vegetables when we're importing most of it? Do we really import that much fruit and vegetables? You've got to look at it. I mean, I, when I, you look I, at it, I, I never really thought to look at it, honestly. So, you know, you can't get bananas in, from America. Uh, avocados are not from America. Really? And you look at like the the cabbage and the Brussels sprouts and stuff like that. A lot of that's not from America either. I guess I just always assumed that's why, like, like right now, it's really hard to find like watermelon and stuff because it's you know fall and winter here. I just where in Mexico it's pretty much warm year round, isn't it? I just always assume that's well, that's why bad, things though, are. Yeah, I guess I'll have to pay attention to that. Yeah, take a look through it. I'm not saying all of it's from, you know, other countries, but if you look at it, a lot of it does not come from America. So, I mean, if they're out there in the fields, uh, you'd have to consider how many fields are actually are out there that people are working in. And these would predominantly be in the South States. Um, our biggest crop, I mean, is corn which is mostly grown in the north. Um, Potatoes is another really big one. Again, that's mostly grown in the north. Potatoes Uh, are only born in Idaho. Well, that's what they say. I mean, we get them them in other states, but that's the big one. Yeah. I mean, you just got to kind of look around at what you're getting. We import more stuff than we probably actually make here or grow here. And we're even getting meats from other countries sometimes. 
And, I mean, our country is big on producing cattle and hogs and things like that. So my, my counter to that is if we're seeing an influx in, in uh, farm produce being imported, you know, that's not a cheap process. Is it because we're seeing more of a lack? Maybe, like like the statistics say, there's a decline in Ill- illegal immigrants over the recent years. Maybe that's hurting the farm business where they're having we're having to import stuff from out overseas or out of the country, I should say. I would think that it's cheaper from other countries. They have longer growing uh, seasons. Um, they need less money to live in other countries. So even if they're making peanuts on the dollar, you know, in another country, it they can still live with it. Yeah, I mean, I was in Mexico and had a, a five-star dinner, and it cost me $30 American. Oh, really? A meal that I would pay $130 for here um, was $30 American. Wow. And it came with a shot um, as part of dinner. Uh, so, I mean, I hear, I hear the argument, but we have plenty of people in America that need jobs. Um, and if they're too lazy to, to get out there and do it, then we got to figure something out. Produce is already ridiculously costed. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's share. Let's share some of the the stacks that you may want to share. Oh yeah, my favorite. <laughs> so over the last three years, there have been eight million uh, encounters at our southern border. And at least 50% of those have not no record of leaving our country. That is about the highest amount of illegal immigrants that have came to our country in history. My counter to that is, just real quick, maybe that's because our border security, our borders are more secure than ever, so we're 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 catching them more as opposed to 10 years ago. No, not at all. Um, our border is not secure. In fact, these people know to come to our border because they're going to be let into our country. Hence why more than 50% of them have no record of leaving our country. But why, why, do, why do politicians love to make that statement that they, they know they'll be allowed in our country when Obama administration, Trump administration, and even Biden administration, which it's laxed recently but still have a history of declining people that come here without good reason. Uh, I don't know about that. We're in the highest immigrant influx ever right now, so it's not going down. And if the uh, total amount of illegals right now is at 11 million, um, and 4 million of them have came in over the last three years, doesn't that sound like uh, an awfully high number? If that's true, yes. Okay, even if you look at the lowest sites that are really cleaning, it says two and a half million have stayed. How would we, if if, if they came into America and they were allowed here, why are they being allowed here illegally? Because the rules were changed when Biden came in. So what did Biden do specifically? He ended the Remain in Mexico policy. Mexico agreed to keep Mexican immigrants in their country and keep other immigrants in their country until hearing dates in the US. So under his administration, what happens now? If they if, come in me and my wife and our one kid, we come here, we travel through Mexico from Guatemala or whatever, and we want to enter America, what happens to us? If you go to Border Patrol, you are picked up, 
you are taken to a detention center, you're processed, you're given a phone and a court date. If you are an unaccompanied minor, then you have to be released to an adult family member, allegedly. Um, but if you're a family unit, unit, you are taken to wherever you want to go in the U.S. and dropped off via bus. Um, if you're an adult, you are taken anywhere in the U.S. and dropped off. Uh, so they let you go with a court date that is anywhere from five to seven years away. So you have five to seven years to roam the streets, work, get a job, go to some uh, place that gives illegals benefits. See, I hear a lot about this, but I couldn't find... I was trying to find like a city or a state that offered disability benefits or food share, and I couldn't find any evidence... California. I, I couldn't find any evidence of people without a social security number getting because one of the benef one of the key requirements for all these places I looked was you have to have a social security number. Yeah, does that mean that they can't get one to use? Because it's not very hard to get a social security number to use. See, I, I think it would be hard. Uh, it's not hard at all. I mean, there's uh, voter registrations, you know, dead people that people steal their social security numbers there are groups um i mean you can't pay taxes without a social security number either well i know you a lot of the illegals are, are working for cash right but your statement earlier says a lot of them pay taxes how are they paying taxes without a social security number i mean they surely don't get one there cer certainly are obviously ways to get a social security number i just want to think it would be easy maybe they have some secret system uh sarah says build a wall pete says or i'm sorry uh george says florida has chased off almost all immigrants and look at the number of buildings not completed crops rotted etc same in texas and maybe just maybe the causing effect is higher produce prices has something to do with that whether you want to admit it or not immigrants are an integral part of our economy <clears throat> How in this I conversation, you know, I agree with everything he said, unfortunately. Like, like the statistics show, immigrants are the ones that created 25% of all new businesses and jobs. They, make, they, they start businesses and create jobs more than Americans, you know, American-born citizens do. Right. But, but I think the conversation that me and Justin are having is illegal versus legal. Yeah, legal. I don't have it. Like I said, I don't have a problem with legal immigrants. And uh, I'm looking at your numbers and that you were just saying, and it looks like the amount of unauthorized immigrants or illegals has actually barely dropped in the last uh, 17 years. The research I showed just said it declined. Yep, and it's starting to go right back up as of 2020. It went right back up. All right, so uh, uh, continue. I'm, I'm sorry. Go continue with your stats. Oh, I didn't have that. Was uh, all right. So eight million have tried to come in. Four million have stayed, um, which is the highest record, you know, highest time period on record um, of those migrants. Because what we hear is that most of these are families, uh, you know, coming here to make a living. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So. The actual stats are 5.5 single adults have came, 5.5 million single adults have came in the last three years. 
two million people in family units have came in the last three years, and just about a half a million unaccompanied minors have came in the last three years. That's uh, interesting. Unaccompanied minors come into America. That, that's def, that's hard for my brain to comprehend. A, a, a child or minor going to another country to seek help right. with nobody with them. Like, what kind of what what situation are you coming from? Yeah, that it's been terrible. Yeah. Um, and in answer to George, because George likes to give uh, false information. Florida has seen an increase of 80,000 illegal immigrants in the last years. Washington and Cal and Washington has seen an increase. Um, but guess who's seen the biggest decrease in illegal immigrants um, over the last couple of years? California and Nevada. So right now, the highest illegal immigrant populations are in California, Texas, and Florida. I think it probably depends on where you are in Florida, too. I think some parts of Florida, Florida, people, I never realized it until last year, people underestimate how large Florida truly is. And I think people, they try to uphold that that tourist attraction for some places, you know, Miami, etc. Where places I've gone, um, like Pensacola and stuff, I see a lot more uh, Latinos and stuff that, you know, can barely speak English, probably immigrated here, whether illegal or illegal. Um, so I think it depends on where you are in Florida. Too. So a lot of Cubans go to Florida. Uh, George, that, George says you're, you're wrong. He's, he's serious. Uh, I would I love for you to post research. Yeah. I would, <laughs> I would love George for you to post maybe a comment. Uh, Sarah says, why don't, why don't you talk about how immigrants get treated better than our own veterans? We are going to be talking about veterans in a few weeks, and that is something I have jotted down as notes uh, to go into in much more detail. But to briefly touch on that, I think I think that comes down to something I've said in the past many times. Uh, veterans, a lot of times, they are set up for failure. They join the military, they they leave the military, and there's no transition. They should they should have to go through like a transition class or something to teach them. Hey, if you need mental health help or help with this, this is what you do, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They're given their papers and they're waved goodbye and they're kicked out the door. They don't know what to do if they're homeless. They don't know about resources. Where it's almost like these immigrants, whether legal or illegal, they they fucking know. They know what stakes to go to. They know who to call for help. They they know all the loopholes of how to get assistance in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so that, in my opinion, that's the big breakdown. It's not that America purposely treats them better. They just know their channels better than veterans do. And that's a problem with our government and our military not giving veterans a better chance at success long term after finishing their career. Yeah, there's not many uh, groups out there that help support veterans but there are a lot of groups that help support illegals yep yeah that's true um so i mean i can't give you the specific names um of these groups but anywhere they go in any major city there is groups that help them they house them they feed them find them jobs um and give them what they need so mm -hmm. yes there are some benefits they are getting 
So if you want to and, you and, go and, and look that up. And why do you think that is? I think, honestly, maybe because the same reason it's always politicized. I think it looks better for an organization to help the, the non-English speaking immigrant over rather than helping the, the PSD, you know, PTSD riddled 60 year old homeless man. I th- I think on paper, it just probably looks better for them as an organization, which is sad. It does. I mean, it's almost like we have this empathy for everything but our own fellow Americans. And in, that's part of it. Like, the build the wall was not just to keep everybody out, but it was to make sure that the help that was needed in this country went to the people of this country, mm-hmm. um, which we should be doing. We can't afford to take everyone in, can't afford to send all of our money out. That should be, it's like, you know, if you want to support a, a child in another country, you're personally, you're not going to do it before you feed your own. I agree with you there. America should not be sending money to any, any country at all. Um, it just, that, that part makes no sense to me. Uh, Sarah says, why are we taking more illegal immigrants when we have so many homeless people? Immigrants get treated better. We house them. We feed them. Um... They have so many shops and gas stations. A lot, of, a lot of the ones that own businesses are, you know, they're they're here legally. They're they're properly immigrated. Um, I would say they they're creating jobs, but not maybe, many. Not most many. Of them a lot, a lot of a lot <laughs> of the little corner stores or small gas stations. It's usually just them or their brother that works there or their spouse. Um, I, uh, George is sharing some facts in the comments. Oh, I'm taking a look. Yeah, I, I think it's all about just looking good. It, it looks better. If I'm asking for government assistance for my charity organization, it probably looks better saying I helped uh, uh, 10,000 families, including 1,000 children, over I helped 5,000 50 60 year old adults it probably just looks better when you're saying it on paper and when you're saying it in commercials and shit <clears throat> right um yeah I, I still i don't get people's thought process on it i don't think i ever will uh you know it's nice like when i was in mexico i was there and i was supporting their culture so i gave money to people that needed it i Bought trinkets that were overpriced, um, you know, because they're tourist traps. So oh, yeah, I paid a little sure. more money. Yeah. And it didn't bother me. I was supporting their culture. I was there. Okay. But I wasn't taking a job from anyone. I brought my own money, you know, and gave it to their culture, supported it. Um, you know, I work with quite a few immigrants where I work, and I like all of them. There's nothing wrong with them. They're all hardworking, they're all good people. I would guess that the vast majority of them came here legally, though, or were brought here as young kids. Now, I don't know for sure, um, and their status really doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Um, I see them work, and that's fine. It's just like, you know, an American to me that doesn't work. Why are you here? I have a question for you. If you had 
if you were if you ran your own business and you had two people that worked for you, two Latinos, just for an example, they they both worked hard, same they both were there every day. You took the same amount of taxes out of both their checks, and then you found out one was a legal citizen, one was a illegal was there illegally. How would would you react differently to that situation with one one or the other? I mean, I would have to look at liability for myself. Minus the liability for yourself, because obviously you're not supposed to hire illegals. Right. But would you would you think would you if that if that illegal one was working just as hard and there every day and contributing in society, would you treat would you think any less of him or treat any less of him? I would not. Okay. No, I would I would talk to them about being becoming legal and find out why. I'd want to know, and if I could help that person, I would help that person because they work for me. That's right. a little different than, um, you know, the encampments they build in Texas, where it's all illegals that have came over the border, or they're living somewhere, or they're on the other side of the border waiting to come over. Like I understand our country is great, but. Use the system in the way it was supposed to be used. It's easier for immigrants to get a job. They're bilingual. That's a big difference. Most jobs want bilingual people. That's the problem. Uh, Sarah commented. And that's a good point. That's, that's an issue we see a lot in the inner city. And it's kind of a catch-22. They want people that can speak multiple languages because they have a lot of immigrants, whether legal or illegal, which... I hate to say it, but researching the immigration process, it's almost like if you can't speak English, you are basically here illegally because part of the immigration process, which we'll get into, is after you're rewarded your visa card, you have to pass a set of tests. And one of those tests is to prove that you can uh, understand and uh, communicate in the English language. So it's like it, it made me think about that. Like if you can't speak English or understand English at all, are you just, you're just not even like supposed to be here. Or maybe you were just born into this country legally and your family never taught you English or school. It, it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder. I mean, even some of them, some immigrants that are here legally still speak native tongue. Which is fine, but if they're, they, they're supposed to pass a, a test that they can right. at least communicate in English so they can I mean, they can speak. I know people that I assumed were legal that can't understand a word of English, and I I just assumed I never. I guess just I just assumed now after researching that that maybe they weren't legal. Yeah, I mean, that that's one of the other issues. Totally, is that you know when you talked about this country being you know founded on the the foundations were with immigrants. Mm-hmm. Part of that idea was that America would be a melting pot yeah. where you bring your culture, but we are going to become one culture um, and work together to you know, advance that culture, such as speaking English, um, because this is an English-speaking country. Um, other countries around the world are taught how to speak English because Americans go everywhere. Yep. Um, but uh, if there's a language barrier, we can't honestly get closer in this country. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it, we're divided by a language barrier as one. That's probably the worst barrier you can have. Exactly. I mean, and... unless it's a clan, the clan and a black guy. I mean, that w- <laughs> that's a terrible barrier for getting along. 
But if you can't understand someone trying to talk to you, yeah, I mean that's annoying. And like, and and to you know, in relation to what Sarah said, it's 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 almost like an inner city problem where we see a lot more immigrants. They want to hire people that can speak multiple languages because they have people coming in that can't speak English. When if you're a legal citizen, you should speak English. So it's a catch twenty two that just compounds the issue even further. Right, and. Uh... And that should be the number one thing. I mean, at the border, can you speak English? Because you're going to a country where not a lot of people speak Spanish. Yeah. Uh, she, she said, this is America. Come here, learn any language you want. Why Why we got to learn yours? Or come here, learn our language. Why we got to learn yours? Exactly. All right. So I guess let's talk about the, the typical immigration process for an immigrant. <laughs> and, you know, maybe we can help un- or maybe it'll help us understand why so many people come here illegally. So the first step is... Um, you have to determine if you're eligible to, to migrate to America. There's different categories with different requirements, such as medical history, family history, criminal history, etc. Then you file a petition if you're eligible. Um, you file a petition with uh, USCIS. You wait for a dis- decision on your petition. Um, the processing time for the petition depends on the kind of petition you're filing and their workload. It's typically six months, two years, uh, for them to approve it. Once you're approved, you attend an interview, you know, they decide, are you lying? Are you bullshitting? Or are you true? You receive your visa or green card, um, to come into the United States and be legal and, then you have to complete your naturalization process to become fully legal after that. And that is you have to complete um, the process includes taking a civics test and passing an English language language and communication test. So it's it's a pretty long process. Um, The estimates as of 2023 are as if it's a family-sponsored green card. It's one to three years for the whole process. Employment-sponsored green cards are two to ten years for the whole process. uh, Diversity visas are six to 12 months, which is interesting that those are quicker. Asylum applications are six to 12 months. Um, Just normal naturalization applications are six to 12 months. Those are just rough estimations. Um, So... You know, it could be as quick as six months up to 10 years. And do you think that the process taking as long as it does is one of, because I think it's probably the largest reason we have illegal immigrants. They they need to get out of their, their violent country or wh- whatever they're trying to escape from. They don't have years to, to wait to decide. Um, what do you think about that? Well, I want to know where the war is in North America, um, because we have violence in our streets here. Um, but which country in uh, America, North or South, has got war going on? Um, if they're coming here claiming asylum because of violence, um, I don't think these other countries are extremely violent. Uh, Mexico is definitely not all over extremely violent. I'm sure there's some cities in the uh mexico that are not very nice unless we're not hearing about it it definitely seems a lot better than it used to be right and i was down there i mean they have a lot of cops 
So there's a lot of protection for people in Mexico. Well, I've I've heard stories. I know like I know Cancun. Um, when you go there, uh, my ex went there years ago for for her brother's wedding, and they told them like, this is all good where you are, where you're staying, but if you leave like that wall, they'll kidnap you, kill you. You know, put you in the sex trade. Like, don't leave the the campus walls, kind of deal. That was right. about. That was you know. That was probably fifteen years ago. But well, from what I hear, essentially, what the cartel does, because it's the cartel that makes those areas dangerous. Yep. yep. As they kind of tourist town hop, so they go from one resort area to the next resort area, hoping they get rich Americans. Yeah. Um. But that's where they are. I mean, aside where their, you know, their headquarters is at, is that's what they do is travel around. Um, but we have that kind of thing going on in New York City and L.A. and Chicago. Maybe not trying to steal people like that, but there's murders, there's shootings. Um, there's a whole lot of that stuff in our own country. Yeah. So, I mean, what are you fleeing? You're fleeing from, you know, a shooting down the road and you're going to another big city where there's a shooting down the road. It makes no sense. I have I have something to add to that real quick. Uh, Pete says English language is worldwide. I agree. Um, Sarah says there are different ways to get into it. You can get a K-1 visa, which is all you need to be married for 90 days. That actually, so that's just to get a visa to come to America. Uh, for 90 days, that falls underneath the, the family slash marriage um, application. But you still have to go through the process. Like, you're not allowed to work for two years. Um, it, it, it could take it, it, it could take anywhere from two to ten years to be fully legalized as an American citizen, which is very different from just being here on a green card. If you're here on a temporary visa, a K-1 visa, you're not allowed to work. You're not allowed to participate in the country in any way you're just allowed to stay with your spouse or family member in exile i mean if you look at it uh we were saying like six months to get a green card or a visa isn't that long mm -hmm. i mean it's not i mean if you're waiting years and years it might be a long time but you know a couple months well i think to i think able I... to work in the country and live here what some of them were the the asylum ones, the six to twelve ones, but some of those ones rely you to be at, with a family member for years before you're allowed to actually work. You get a temporary visa that makes you legal here, but it's almost like being on probation. You're not allowed to work because they don't want you coming here making money and bouncing right away. Um, you get into any kind of trouble, you're kicked out, which I do agree with completely. Yeah, I mean, but there are cities that are sanctuary cities that won't kick you out for anything. In fact, they'll protect you from someone taking you out, um, which I never agreed upon. If you're illegal and you're committing crimes here, you shouldn't be here. Why do you think immigration is so politicized? We hear about every election, the wall, immigrants... Uh, caravans coming through the border, you know, that never, never come. Both, to be fair, it seems like the Republicans use it as a, 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 a claim more, more than Democrats. We're not claiming, I don't really hear Democrats say that, you know, immigration is at an all time low. It's always the opposite way. People bitching about immigration. But why do we think it's so, why do you think it's so politicized? 
because one side is trying to make this about humanity, worldwide humanity. The other is trying to say, well, yes, humanity, but take care of our people. Close the door, feed our people. We can't take the whole, you know, world in. Um, and America as a whole probably wants America to be a warm, inviting country, but we also don't like to see the homeless. We don't like to see homeless vets. We don't like to see bad education systems getting flooded by illegal immigrants that have to go to school. Um, people don't like to see that. We want to see a country that is united, that works together, understands each other, takes care of each other, uh, and getting things done. Um, <laughs> Sarah says build a wall, close the borders. Damn right, Sarah. But here's the funny thing. So, what was Obama's nickname? Obama. The Deporter-in-Chief. I never heard that one. Obama deported more people than any other president in the history of our country. Okay, so you like Obama. All while talking slick. He never talked slick. Oh, yes, he did. He created DACA and Dreamers, but deported more people than anyone ever has. <sighs> Trump said, build the wall. How many new miles of wall did Trump build? Nowhere near as what people thought. The problem was was the way they talked. So he built 54 miles of wall, repaired some wall, but yeah. only 54 miles of new wall. Yeah. Guess who said don't build the wall? Biden. And guess who's building the wall? Yeah, it's all about the way they talk, and that's <laughs> why I'm saying, why does it have to be so politicized? One of the issues I have with the with them bringing in the politics is we have we have one side uh, condemning any form of immigration. We support America. It, it's all these key words that make people feel all happy and giddy. You know, we need to take care of our vex and our homeless. But we, I never, I've never once seen anybody from any party say let's let's decline helping immigration instead let's give this bill all i see from the party that's denying immigration is also wanting to take away benefits that would support homeless and the people here in america well i think uh we've already found one of our presidents that took away benefits from people and taking benefits away from people worked I uh, took 4 million people off of welfare, and guess what happened? They all got jobs. Uh, uh, please know? elaborate on what you're talking about. So there was a welfare-to-work welfare president hmm. some years ago who made it harder to get welfare, and 4 million people left welfare and went and got work. Do you know who, what president that was? I forgot who did the welfare-to-work program. Oh, was that was uh, Bill Clinton. Oh, Clinton, okay. See, there's nothing wrong with with making things harder so that people don't abuse the system. But my point right, is, but is that's this... what the bills are from the one side is making things harder for cheating and collecting benefits. They don't, people don't need. If you're a capable American, get your ass to work. But they're also not trying to do anything to help the people that do need it. The homeless people, but the vets where there are extremes in both sides. So one yeah. party is going, here, we're going to give you reparations payments. We're going to give you monthly stipends. We're just going to give you a cost of living check. We're going to give, 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 give. Doesn't matter who you are. Take the money. I agree with you. Definite, okay, definite extremes on both sides. 
But and the other side's no, you're not getting any damn money. And the reality is, there are some people that need the money. Some people that don't need the money. Some people are right in the middle that they can use a boost here and there. And neither of these jackass parties are going to come and take a middle position. I agree with you. Yeah, it's it's always with politics it's always black or white we never have that that gray middle and that's where i've been frustrated because we'll see the politicians say we need to not allow any immigrants in because we have homeless people here that need help and then the next day we're we're tearing down tent cities in california because we need to get get rid of the homeless because it looks bad without giving them any alternative in fact actually just throwing away any small possessions they have I like that. Well, who did that? Who was the governor when that happened? Oh, pay attention to who the governor of California is. Oh, that was Gavin Newsom. I mean, we know a polit- political party does that crap because he just did it to invite the Chinese president to town. Uh, in fact, uh, they did the same thing when Biden went to Texas. They cleaned out a Democrat mayor, cleaned out El Paso. To let Biden come in and see there was no migrant crisis. Look at what they're doing in New York. Um, <laughs> Mayor Adams. Is hostile, what, what they call it a hostile, hostile uh, architecture. They, they're making, they're designing uh, benches now in the parks and stuff to have like steel waves in them so that <laughs> homeless can people <laughs> can't sleep on because they're too uncomfortable. They're doing everything they can. To, to eradicate homelessness, but helping them. That is true. Um, yeah, I mean, everywhere you go in every major city, there's some homeless people, hmm. okay? It's just a fact of life. But you've got to find ways to accommodate them, people, especially like for us now. It's winter. Hmm. You know who's not going to come here in the winter? Illegal immigrants. Yeah. You know who's here, though? Homeless people. And they're going to be here. Um, illegal immigrants are not something we see a whole lot of in our state. We just don't. No, no. Uh, but they are going to New York. They are going, you know, in the south. They're staying where it's warm. Um, so we don't get to see a whole ton of it up here. Yeah, they're not going to come in from the... They're not going to come in from the south and travel all the way north to deal with winters. I mean, no. we do have our share, especially when I lived up north... For anybody listening to streaming services, we're in Wisconsin. When I lived up north in like Chilton and stuff, a very big farming community. There was definitely they were definitely a lot of illegals there. We we saw houses that must have had twenty Latinos living in them. They all drove nice cars. They were very respectful of the community and they'd work in the farm all day. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they're illegal. So we do have our share, but definitely nothing like the right. the places down south. Uh, the other part of that is. Um, despite a lower propensity to violence um, or crime, illegals do commit crimes. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if only 8% of that population is committing crimes or 8% of our total crime is committed by illegal immigrants. It's a large portion of crime. It's interesting because I think, I, think I, think I think it gets a little weird with the balance because... Legal immigrants are less likely to make, commit crimes. They're basically on probation. They they do the smallest thing. They're kicked out of the country. They don't want to risk that. Yep. Where an illegal immigrant has 
they essentially got nothing to lose. They don't exist as far as the government knows, so they're willing to take more risks. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them, like you said, some of them aren't getting jobs, so they only have crime to commit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not all of them, so I don't want everyone thinking that, you know, I'm saying these hombres are bad people. Um, but it is crime, and we took in... What did we take in? 3,000 or 30,000 Afghan refugees at Fort McCoy. Um, we took a whole bunch of them when we left Afghanistan. The first week, two people were raped by these illegal immigrants at Fort McCoy. Um, so we hear about that on the news. So you got to get the sense that people aren't going to like these illegals if that's what they hear on the news. I agree. And, and the, the research is very... Um contradicting um some studies show, found that illegal immigrants are less likely to commit crimes than native-born citizens the 2017 study by the cato institute found that undocumented Im- undocumented immigrants are less likely to be incarcerated than native-born citizens meanwhile a 2018 study by the center for immigration studies found that illegal immigrants are more likely to be arrested than native-born citizens so the stati- the research out there is uh, very contradicting too uh People, they say the differences are probably due to methods used to collect data, the definition of illegal immigrant, and the specific crimes they're studying. But it's really hard to, to find the truth. Uh, th- this topic has gone uh, by way faster than I expected. I guess the bottom line, is it is it fair for us as Americans to be critical of immigrants considering our history and how America was founded? I, with the exception of illegal immigrants, which I, I think we all agree, uh, we don't want them here illegally. We want them to be legal contributing members of society. With illegal, with the illegal term out of the way, is it fair for us to be critical of normal immigrants? Is it fair for anybody in America to be critical of immigrants? Uh, I Unless mean, you're fully Native American, somewhere down your lineage, you come from immigrants. Even the Native Americans came from Asia. Yeah. So, I mean, Asians were the first one on this continent yep. of all people. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it's fair to be critical based on the idea that this country is the best country on the planet. So, I think people want to be here. Um, they should want to be here. We have everything in this country that most other countries don't have. Um, but, you know, wait your turn. The interesting I, thing is a lot of immigrants I'm not mad at. They, there are a lot of immigrants that come here and contribute a lot. The, the, the funny thing is, is, and I hate to even bring this up without being able to elaborate elaborate on in great detail a lot of the things people loved about america 20 years ago aren't even the truth anymore we're no longer the best country when it comes to healthcare. we're no longer the best country when it comes to education we're 
we're really because I blame our politicians completely because it's like <clears throat> one poli- one one president gets in there and his whole goal for his entire term is to reverse every fucking thing the last president did and that it just keeps happening back and forth where we fail to make any kind of progression with the rest of the world we're falling behind in a lot of categories and maybe that is contributing to the the small decline in people wanting to come here and immigrate here is because we're starting to fall behind in a lot of categories. Or we're looking, people are looking over at our politicians fighting all the time. And half of what you just said about, you know, this law is good. Now it's not good here. It's good there. It's not good here. Um, And they're seeing that infighting and they just don't know where they're going to be, you know, by the time they make it here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of the bad schooling does have to do with immigrants that come in or put into schools that can't speak English. Um, that makes it tough. We don't make Spanish-speaking schools for them. Yep. Uh, they are absorbed right into the public school system, um, just as a native would be. Because um, they, don't, they don't turn anybody away. They... You know, MPS allows sixty kids per class, and then they can't give the, the 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 legal children that were born here or here legally the the better education because they're too overworked. Right. <clears throat> so I mean, it's a double-edged sword. You come to a small community like I live, and say five immigrant kids show up, they can be absorbed just fine, and they will get well educated. Um. There will be people that can take time to teach them English if they don't speak it. They'll never get that in a big city. I don't care who they are or where they are. George says neither party will do a damn thing. It's great campaign shit. That's the truth. Yeah, like they, they use the keywords. Why yep, nobody yep. ever does anything. Like build a wall. <laughs> well, get done. Yeah. All even right. Well, the, even if it's by Biden. <laughs> yeah. Well, this topic flew by way faster than I had anticipated. I didn't get to cover everything, but I think it was still a good conversation nonetheless. Um, Build the wall. Build the wall. <laughs> Build the wall. All right. Give us All a right, brief. Hands, let's hear it. <laughs> ne- next next week we got feminism. Where are you at? Uh, you want to give a brief rundown real quick of what that's going to be about? Oh, yeah. So many, many, many moons ago, uh, there was a movement called feminism. This was to a, a movement to empower women. Um, and for some of it, it really worked very well. Uh, but then it started to collapse. And I want to know where these feminists are at when we're watching men join women's sports. Oh, that's a good that's one. That's not all I want to know, but... I, I want to outline a little bit of some of the good stuff that came from the feminist movement, but then I'm going to outline a whole lot of bad stuff that came from the feminist movement. Um, not every movement is created equally. Not every movement produces results. Some movements just take too damn long, go on for too long, and cause more problems than they do good. Oh, I agree. People need to learn when to, when to say enough's enough. We've had that talk with the LBGTQ community. It's like the more you push and the more you push, 
the people, anger people, people get. start people start to push back. Uh, I think this was a good topic to talk about immigration. You know, the week of Thanksgiving. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> so, with that said, uh, you can find us always on unstableduel.com. We're on Facebook, Spotify, YouTube. We're everywhere you can listen to a podcast or watch a video. I hope everybody has a good Thanksgiving this week. Uh, despite the problems in America, I hope everybody has a good time and enjoys time with their family or loved ones. What do you got going on Thanksgiving? I'm going to invite a few illegal immigrants over, and we're going to have some turkey um, and shoot the shit. Have them build you uh, a deck. I'm going to have some pendejos over at the crib. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving. Um, remember, this is a week for family, for love. Take care of people. Love each other. Uh, make sure that all the important people in your life know that you're there for them. Um, and make sure you talk to them. With that said, we'll see you guys next Sunday. Have a have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody.